0: Hey everyone, and welcome out to episode, I believe, 247 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. I'm Nick Nitro, and uh, this is a very, uh, this is a, it's not a very special episode. It's a, it's a GBG drive-by, though, and we this week we're going to talk about, uh, well, you know what, before we get what we're going to talk about, though, let's uh, give a big shout-out to our sponsors, Packrat Comics at packratcomics.com. Check them out, they're super cool, And uh, they have a new store opening up in Marysville, Ohio. So if you're in the Ohio area, Columbus, Ohio in particular, stop by the original location in uh, the suburb of Hilliard, in particular Old Hilliard, Ohio. And uh, then check out uh, the new store or location at Marysville. They sell tons of graphic novels, T-shirts, games, and uh, I think it's really super neato Cheeto Coolsville, y'all, is board games, which is my sort of new obsession. Um, We've been doing game night once a month or so, and it's been just loads of fun, y'all. Loads of, like, fun. You know what I mean? Yo. So, anyway, uh... Yeah, so, this episode of Good, The Bad Geeky, we're going to talk about... Oh, I'm sorry. Audible.com. Uh, get a uh, free audio trial, 14-day, with over 100,000 books to choose from. AudibleTrial.com forward slash if you would like to give it a shot. Again, that's AudibleTrial.com forward slash Okay, so the past two episodes, there's two topics I sort of wanted to talk about, and uh, I thought we'd go a little bit more in-depth here, and that is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, I, there is just something that I do not we never even get around to talking to, and because uh, everyone just loves Groot, and um, that, I, that I've known and talked to, and it's just one of those things where it's just like I feel like the, like, and everyone's follow-up is, Oh, the, the the raccoon's pretty funny, but see, I I feel like the raccoon is the heart of Guardians of the Galaxy, while Groot is the soul. Um. And and I just feel that, or or maybe it's the other way around. Uh, you know, but either way I, I don't think Rocket is getting his, his actual due and it breaks my heart a bit it really does uh, not to saying that every, what everyone else is saying is wrong I, not at all I really love Rocket and um, I just thought I'd share some moments and see what you guys think and you guys can tweet me at goodbadgeeky or you can uh, email me at goodbadgeeky at gmail.com and share your thoughts with me there Uh, and we'll read them on the show. Uh, I really like the idea that Rocket is the only character that sort of comes to the party late. Like, everyone has their own reason for doing what they do, um, that seems very well established, except for Rocket. Rocket, more than anyone, seems sort of pushed into, into everything, which I think is sort of the spirit of the Guardians of the Galaxy anyway, you know what I mean? Uh... He really doesn't want to fight for other people. And the, really, the thing I think is interesting is that at, during Peter's big speech, Rocket's the only one that hasn't really lost anything. And he has no reason to care um, due to all the, the modifications and testing done on him. And again, very subtle references, very, very subtle about in terms of, of you know, what they did to him. And, yeah, there's one big scene where, you know, him and Drax and Groot are all fighting and Rocket, and it's almost, it seems like it's a funny moment or a moment that goes, oh, God, our heroes are fighting amongst each other. But there's some real truth to the character that I just feel like the whole scene is like, he calls me a little monster. I don't appreciate being called a little monster. And you, you called me Vermin. You don't get a say in what what goes on here. And... I just feel like there's such there's such heart in what he's saying, and uh, and it's even compounded more so by the fact that Rocket goes along because while he knows what is right, I think the only reason why he does anything is because of Groot. And when Groot signs up for to officially become one of the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end, or however you want to look at it, um, where they decide to attack Ronan head on. I really felt that the the payoff to that was that Groot sacrifices himself, and really, at the end of the day, that's the only person that Rocket, I think, cares about more than anything, um, or is the only person that he cares about, until, of course, the end of the movie, where, um, you know, even Drax shows that he is not... Like he cares for the for the raccoon. Um, it, it's such a beautiful moment where he's like, "Why?" So by the end of the movie, Rocket has lost somebody, and while he probably knows how to get him back, um, it, it, there's a chance that you know. What I mean, it might not work. We as audience members who don't are not familiar with the comic book are going, "Oh my God, Groot died. That is so. O oh, M G. That is so depressing." And and it's touching, and it's, we are grouped. And it it's just compounded by the fact that the raccoon is the thing, I think, that even sells it even more. And a lot of people in the audience, when we saw it, and in every audience I see it with, if there's more than uh, two people in the audience besides myself and whoever I'm seeing the movie with, they always go uh, when, uh, when he just is holding the sticks, um, and then and he's crying, and Drax come over and just... You know, sort of rubs his ears like, like you would a pet or a dog um, and he just sort of hesitates like, oh my god, affection I don't like, okay, okay and then, you know, I'm okay with this I need this, it's very I think it's exactly what is the heart of the Guardians and I, I think this is why I stand by my come that Rocket is the heart of the Guardians of the Galaxy this mangled up, mutated neglected you know lost soul, um, who has found his way with group but then finds something even bigger and better with the team, and I, I think that, that is such an important part of the movie for me, and again, this is just what I got from it, um, because I was loving Group but just the subtleness of the character that I think may be lost on the average moviegoer, I don't know, uh, but that is my thoughts, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, we've seen it five times, and it's only because people around us have not seen it yet, so we go with them to go see it, and it's just such a, I, I mean, I just love the movie, so it's why it's number one movie for the past few weeks, uh, in theaters. Now, the other film is a film that, uh, I mean, we, Jimmy and I talked about it in the last episode a little bit, uh, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, produced by Michael Bay, and starring Megan Fox, Will Arnett... And uh, before I go further, I just want to give a big shout-out to our uh, benefactor, uh, Rachel. She uh, saw us doing the the live show, live podcast, and had a free screening. And uh, I did not know Rachel, uh, you know, and at the time, I mean, she wasn't a listener of the show. So this was merely out of the goodness of her heart Um, she just offered us. And... That is so cool. You have no idea, guys, how amazingly awesome Rachel is. And, again, this is why we love Pac-Rat Comics. It, it, uh, the people who go to Pack rat are fucking amazing. And I apologize for the vulgarity on that. But, uh, Rachel, we owe you huge. It was such an amazing opportunity to meet you and also to be a part of your private screening for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was filled with a lot of kids who had their parents there. This is an important thing I need to say, because while I am amazingly, along with myself, my girlfriend, and uh, my podcasting partner, Jimmy and Chase, we are beyond grateful. At the same time, we are sadly going to have to say that we did not enjoy the movie at all. We really hated it. And I think for everyone in the group, it... I'm the I'm the most vocal about it. And part of that is because I am a huge Ninja Turtle fan. I mean, I have my own webcomic for doing the Ninja Turtles in a way that I think, you know, needs to be done. Um, which is Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go to UTMNT.com. There's my plug. Okay, so it really there are, I mean, tons of problems in the movie that just, I think, are very basic stuff. And and it just aggravates me to no freaking end that the, the film is, it breaks down its own continuity, the plot doesn't make any sense, which sort of ties together. Um, and so I'm just going to list off some major complaints and rants right here, and, um, and we'll go from there. Uh, the Turtles learning Jitsu from Splinter, that's okay splinter though learns it from a big book of ninjutsu a big blue book of ninjutsu he finds in the sewers which makes no sense and is just like it almost feels like it's making fun of the turtles you know what I mean it it doesn't feel respectfully done it feels in bad taste and bad form and I just don't like it uh there are other things where they shoot Donatello with a trank dart because um, they, they get into the lair, and, uh, they're doing a full-on assat, uh, attack. Uh, which, by the way, the Foot Clan, they have guns, not swords or, you know, ninja stuff. But the Foot Clan has guns, uh, military weapon, weaponry, and they're shooting these girls with giant trink darts. And Donatello, I think, gets hit a few times, and so does Raf. And then later in the movie, guess what? They are, uh, bulletproof. So how did the trink dart able to get a, get a hold of them? Just throwing that out there. Uh, next up is the idea of false emotion under the pretense that you're beating the shit out of a character that, that has been in our mindset for years. The only time I got emotionally stirred in the entire movie is when the foot, you know, do a full-on attack on the turtle's lair. And it comes down to Splinter does a sacrifice play, blocks all the, the sewer grates. So well, anyone's seen a sewer grate knows that you can see through the sewer grate And so, in the center of the lair, Shredder is in there in his full, you know, suit, uh, totally destroying and just piece by piece breaking down and killing Splinter, and it is one of the most heartbreaking things. It's a brutal fight, and the turtles uh, who are awake and not tranked or whatever uh, are uh, watching and screaming in pain and horror as they watch their father get slowly mutilated and killed. It is a heartbreaking sequence, and it's the only... And I realized after I was crying, it, you know, I was like, why am I, why am I tearing up? There's, they've given me no reason to actually care about Splinter. Some of his stuff... He comes off like a stern father figure, but not in a way that makes me care for the character. The original TNT film had this whole thing that Splinter was very warm and inviting. He spoke slowly but said things with purpose. This splinter felt, which voiced by Tony Shalhoub, which again, I don't think, it it's just, he, it, it felt a little off to me. Um, it, it felt rat-like in his voice, and I hate to say that, but it didn't feel like it was good fit for the character. Um, nothing against the great Tony Shalhoub, uh, I should say, but, um, and I, that bothered me. Uh, other little things, which is the turtles are super strong and bulletproof. I already said the bulletproof thing, and but that really irked me. Um, but the, but the super strong thing, I mean, imagine the, 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 the box on the top back of a truck, I can't think of the proper word for that, I apologize, but Raphael, at the beginning of the movie, when, when April runs into the turtles, or Raphael in particular, she sees Raph sort of pick one up, on, not like full-on pick up, but like, like Hulk-wise would pick up, but like, you know, like, what if Spider-Man and Iron Man try to pick up this giant crate? Uh or I don't know what you would call it, box of the back of a truck, whatever, and sort of throw it over these, these guys, and it's just, oh my God. Um, the plot of the movie is that the, 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 the Shredder has an underling, William Fincher. William Fincher is the leader of this big, old uh, corporation who you realize was an underling for the Shredder. He was raised by the Shredder, kind of like Karai. Um, but he's in America, and his plan is is that they need the, the original mutagen that April O'Neil's dad created, but then injected into the turtles and then destroyed otherwise um, years before uh, to create this pathogen. This pathogen will then be spread all over New York City, and uh, as they spread it all over New York City, um, the Foot Clan will gain control, seize control, whatever, and then William Fincher's company will rake in in all the money for producing the cure. Because they have the cure, they have procured it. That is an amazingly stupid plot. It is ripped off of the amazing Spider-Man to some small degree, or feels very similar, even using, I think, the same tower that they use for Oscorp in those movies they use here for William Fincher's William. Fincher's characters. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's just so fucking bad. I, I mean, it's, oh, it breaks my heart on how freaking bad this damn movie is. And that is just, it's aggravating. So aggravating. And also, why didn't they just, if they wanted money so bad, why didn't they sell suits to the U.S. government um, that the Shredder's wearing? Okay, with all the... I mean, we haven't even got to all the bad stuff. Uh, you know, like, Raph cracks a shell because the shredder steps on it, like, in, during a fight, and um, then he, and he, he can't throw himself at anything, but then he throws himself at a Hummer, and he's okay, whatever. Uh, you know, the, Raph tries to break plexiglass. Remember, he is super strong. Tries to break plexiglass. He can't do it, but the turtles, who are stuck inside the, the plexiglass cage... Can, can do that that makes zero fucking sense come on uh and then th- th- some good things about the movie ok ok so Megan Fox is actually not horrible I, I say that in a non-joking mood I'm too truthful of a mood to really say this with any sarcasm but it's very much true Megan Fox is actually a pretty decent April O'Neil And I mean that as in that I thought she would be one of the worst things in the movie. Actually, she is a decent actress for considering it's Megan Fox. And I say that with respect. I don't feel that she is a good actor. And I think that she is, you know, if she could keep doing what she's doing with this movie, I would say probably ten years from now she might win us an Oscar. I don't know. Uh, Will Arnett is, is, is typical Will Arnett, and he's very funny. And, uh, yeah. Other good things about the movie. I liked, I actually enjoyed the, the suit of the Shredder. I thought that was actually really cool. Um, my problem with it was I felt like it was just way too soon for him to already have this giant mechanical suit. I felt like it was something that should have been, like, built up to. Like, he defeat the turtles defeat him, he did, de- or something. It just felt... It felt half-cooked, half-baked, and um, a little overdone. And again, especially tied into, we're going to make money and control the city with fear and money. And it's like, why didn't you create suits that maybe didn't really work for the military, or like, you controlled them, and you will have the master suit, which is this gigantic, even bigger shredder suit. And it, it, it's it, it... some of the choices of story just baffled me, and yeah. Um... So that's all I have to say about Teenage Mutant Turtles. It's a bad movie. Don't see it. But, oh, one last thing, and, I, and this, I guess, is good, uh, but it's also bad because parents are going to have to continue to take their movie to go see it, their kids to go see it, and that is the kids loved it. And really, the movie's made for them. Jimmy and I talked about this in the last episode. It's made for them, and that's fine. But as a fan of the turtles, like the original Eastman Laird, Redhead Bandit, Red Bandana Turtles, the Archie Turtles, the Image Turtles, the other uh, later Mirage, and even a little bit of the new cartoon show and the original cartoon show. I just thought these were just these were just very poorly done. So again, I want to thank our benefactor for allowing us the chance to see the movie. Um, and, and I'm sorry that I didn't care for it, but I appreciate the the chance to see it. Uh, we all do. So again, Rachel, thank you so much for this opportunity to watch and enjoy this experience with your friends and family. And, uh, I'm sorry we didn't enjoy it, uh, the movie, I mean, but, uh, again, thank you, and, uh, see you guys next episode. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, jeepers!